Hello, and welcome to another episode of Ray's Musical Reviews. Um, today, we are joined by Green Day Jared. Green Day Jared. Back from hiatus. Uh, and you. That's not my name. My name's not back from hiatus. J- Jared was back from hiatus. I am back from I'm hiatus. KP. Yeah. Um, and today, <laughs> we are doing um, the 1993, uh, not, no, not sophomore, um, whatever you call it, their third studio album. Junior, uh, if, if we're going by like the high school order, you know what I mean. Junior, I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> but the third the, album, the, their third, <laughs> their third and last album, uh, by a band called Nirvana. May have heard of them. Um, I don't really feel like we need Dave, to teach you Dave who Grohl. Nirvana are. The, the that was Dave guy. Grohl's first band. Yeah, Dave Grohl's first band. Dave Actually, Grohl. No, they're, they're, they didn't get quite as big as Foo Fighters, but. I don't know if we need to tell you who Nirvana are. Yeah, uh, there's there are some artists who I think just come prepackaged with like cult, like major cultural relevance. Right, but it is important to you know they with with uh, Nevermind they do strike a chord that creates this movement that is Seattle and grunge and people dress like them and yeah there is a slew of bands that tried to sound like Kurt specifically over the years they didn't seem to understand exactly why kurt was so good but by god they tried <laughs> right they said hey you know if i did this in a way that sucks yeah <laughs> <laughs> if if i if i just sing like crap and i just completely miss the point of what makes kurt great maybe i'll be successful <laughs> yeah. well to me and they were well to me too <laughs> yeah, like... and i think that going back to what nevermind is as a record it's a little more pal- pal- palpable than this, this one is. Pal- palatable? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's a this lot more. Is. Which is why, not, hmm, how do I say this? People, it's hard for me to decide whether uh, people, this is, and, and I, I really like this album, but this is the snobby Nirvana fans album. Right? <laughs> right. It, this is it. when they bought back in after they sold out. Right. Yeah, like, or wait, no. What would the, what would the opposite of selling out be? Uh, buying in. Buying in. I guess that's fair, but that doesn't sound right. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the Seth Rollins T-shirt. Yeah, I mean that's Remember? literally exactly why I referenced it. That like, <laughs> it was in fact the Seth Rollins. I didn't sell out. I bought in. Right. But yeah, like a, a return to form. But I think it. I think that album is important to this album. I don't know if because this is, I don't know if this is a return to form as much as it is kind of what Kurt really wanted the band to be correct and kind kind of what i what i saw in it because kurt because hearing kurt talk about like Nevermind and specifically hearing him talk about smells like teen spirit yeah I, I don't necessarily know if he really disliked the songs as much as he said he did more just disliked what they represented in in the in his career kurt cobain is the only artist that comes to mind i can't think of any others that I truly believe never really wanted to be successful. Like you hear guys say all the time, well, we really want to... Kurt, see, when everybody... Because he wrote a song about how stupid it was for him to be the monkey that comes out of the box and performing for people. And it becomes, literally, it defines him. And he's everywhere in the world all of a sudden. And he totally couldn't deal with it. And And... I think this album is his knee-jerk reaction to that level of success. He's like, I'm going to write something that's abrasive and honest 
and I'm also going to explore every bit of my musicality. And he and he gives it all to you. Yeah, and um, specifically, there there is a lot of difference between the way this is produced and the way Nevermind is produced. I think this is a lot meatier than Nevermind. Yeah, it's a lot. I get it. Thicker. Yeah. Well, also, also he has to hire more Pat's, luscious. He has to hire Pat Smear to come Discus. in and play guitar live during the sets in order to make this album work. Because yeah. the one guitar is not fat enough to yeah. do this material. Yeah. And legendary guitarist. One one thing that's funny to me is that the rhythm section on this thing is always incredible. Like um legendary Foo Fighter guy, Dave Poole. What a great Foo Fighter he is. Dude, I saw him at a concert once. He is he the was best. on stage straight up kung fu fighting all the foos. <laughs> that was a lame joke. That required too much shut up. <laughs> I do like Dave Grohl quite a bit, though. But, but I do think he shines on this album specifically. And, and yeah, um, he's fantastic. Specifically, um, and, uh, I, I will give a shout out to Chris on uh, the bass on this album. Yes, uh, I feel like I, I should probably get into this album more. Um, so, this, the album starts with "Serve the Servants," which is one of my favorite Nirvana songs probably my probably my favorite Nirvana opener it's just like the fact that this album represents what it does and it just opens on the line teenage angst has paid off well now I'm bored and old I love that line mm-hmm. there's a couple lines from this <laughs> that are just, just oh, fantastic Kurt is really great at the simple smart I can I think that's going to be the sticking point for me talking about this album is how good the lyrics are Right, and yeah, it, how, it's not complicated. Effect- it's just no. right there in your face and smart. He it says just, something, and you're just like, yes. Right. It, it's not in in simplistic way. He's not just saying it, but he's saying it in a way that just feels right. Yeah. A, the a words he's using to describe it are, are and he, the way he touches on subjects that are very dark and upsetting, uh, just so smoothly. Like I, I wouldn't worry about him writing about dark stuff at all. Like a lot of artists kind of stumble over. Right. Stuff like that, but no, no problems at all for. for and specifically, um, in in one chorus where he's just screaming, "I miss the comfort and being sad." Right. That, right. That hits. It it's you know just I? so it, it just the the melody the fact that it's not really that much of a melody, mm-hmm. that kind that that kind of makes it. And Kurt screams on this album. His shrieks, his yelps. Mm-hmm. It feels like it's shredding the production on this thing. Absolutely. A lot of the time. It's perfect. And it's, it's, again, the production is so freaking good. Kurt is so freaking good. Yeah. The guitars, the drums, all of it really works together, I think. And specifically, again, the way this is produced, I feel like helps a lot. <laughs> and, and not to say that some, when we talk about the lyricism, not to say that there is some lyricism that's, Pretty vague, specifically on Harp Shaped Box. Oh, yeah. Uh, I I don't know what that song's about. Genius tells me that that song's about uh, Courtney, but it could really be about anything, really. I, I do see it as about a relationship. I, I do really like uh, the line, the couple lines, mainly the, for the first verse, but when he talks about, I wish I could eat your cancer when you turn black, uh, is... Maybe throw down my... your umbilical noose so I can climb right back. Yes, another one like, where it's wow. just like, wow, 
the, yeah. the the powerful imagery presented you get what he means and and i love the i wish i could eat your cancer when you turn black because i don't know just just it does represent in one simple line a really complicated relationship where he feels like he wants to take away her sadness but in that sadness like he's taking that onto himself think about it an, like he, an umbilical cord is the giver of life, of life so an umbilical and it's a noose, noose. Yes. Again, you know what I mean? It's like, yes. oh. And if I were to pick a favorite song, it, it, it would be one one of three. Um, All Apologies, Dumb, and Heart Shape Box. Um, just those specifically do the, 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 the uh, I don't know how to say it, the strings in Dumb, I feel like I like because it makes the song stand out amongst the album. And just, again, the lyricism, it's very simple, but it does hit extremely hard. Then to immediately follow it into Very Ape. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. And, like, I don't know. Some the some of the songs on here are so abrasive and just so not really commercial-friendly. Right, Specifically absolutely. that of Tourette's. Or Rate Me. Yeah. That one especially. The whole song you just can't play on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you couldn't back then anyway. One of their live concerts, there's there's, um, footage of somebody in the audience just screams that song. And Kurt says, I don't think we can play that. Mm. (laughs) Right, right. Um... (laughs) Just, I, do, I do love all apologies. I, I feel like it's it's the song I probably emotionally connect to the most out of the album. Just because we, we've all been there, right? To the point where you're just like, what else should I be? You know? How much I, more I'm, can I give I'm, you? I'm sorry for being the way that I am. And, right. As evidently that's not good enough. You know what I mean? <laughs> Cause, right. Because that's Kurt basically apologizing for, like, running out, out of ideas for songs. Because he's gone to the point now where he can't. I don't know. He doesn't think that he he can make anything that lives up to his fame. Yeah. It it's just Kurt just apologizing for not being a, for running out of ideas. Right. And I it it just works so well, especially as the closer. Right. And the the vocal harmonies with Grohl, the fact that the vocal harmonies are with Grohl make it hit extremely hard right and it's it's an odd thing when somebody is a, a better classic singer is the backup vocalist it's it's really it can be very beautiful you know what and, I mean when you have somebody that can that can echo that isn't you know a gruff voice and a pretty voice but the gruff voice is out front those things can really and, and move it, along Kurt's, beautifully and that Kurt's real point in being the lead vocalist, he's not really supposed to hit the notes spot on. He's more, again, he's more emotional. Yeah. He is very good at singing something in a way that gives you a visceral emotional reaction, specifically in Serve the Servants. Right. Right, when his, when his voice starts cracking up. And I feel like for this, especially for this album, this works extremely well. Throughout the entire thing, Penna Royalty, mm-hmm. I feel like works um, just all of this album really. 
you you ever listen to somebody that's really good at reading stories? Occasionally, yeah. yeah. I've listened to audiobooks. He can. It's a completely different thing because he's loud and soft and his music behind him. But he can do the same thing with what he's doing that a really good or, or, uh, or, orator. Or, orator can do. You know what I mean? He's very, very talented in that way. I, I did want to point out, uh, I think, how good the album art is for just this album in general. <laughs> yeah. uh, Kurt uses a lot of, like, body imagery, body yeah. and or disease imagery, umbilical noose, stuff like that. He uses it frequently throughout the whole album. So the album cover being uh, a woman whose skin has been removed to an show angel. off her an angel specifically uh, as like it does feel like it's revealing. I feel like that's one of the ma- like a, a main through line with the album art and like the lyrics is that it is using medical imagery to reveal a truth. And, and I, I think that's really And I especially like the landscape behind the angel because there are some points specifically in heart specifically in heart shaped box where where the production makes it feel just colossal. Yes, mm-hmm. so good. And so just there are parts of this album that feel so massive, which is weird for a band like Nirvana. Mm-hmm. You'd more expect that for something like Godspeed You. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. To where it just feels otherworldly, but no, I feel like when this album does use it, it uses it well. When this album uses anything, it uses it well. Absolutely. And I feel like th- that's probably the strongest point it's, of this album. It's cool because you can hear the influence of like the replacements and the Black Flags and the Journals, but you can also hear that modern REM influence a little bit too yeah. in in the in what you're talking about, the way they present it grandly. Or modern for that time period, REM. <laughs> yeah. That yeah. was it was a long time ago now. One thing too about like like you were talking about uh, the lyrical imagery on Dumb when he says you know my heart is broken I have some glue help me inhale and mend it with you and it's like well first of all you know he's in this really t- really tough relationship with Courtney and he's dealing with a drug addiction and then again he uses the dual like there's glue but we're going to inhale it right yeah so that's so we're doing. We're catching a buzz to stay together, basically. In the you know way, I mean? the, just again, it, the way Kurt delivers that makes it hit. Oh, it's the, like the, a ton the, of bricks when you know what he was going through. When, when he said yeah. maybe just happy, the way he's kind of mumbling that 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 phrase. Yeah, I feel like that's really the only way the line could work. There's also a lot of uh, just like guilt about feeling certain ways throughout that album. Dude, he was a tormented cat. This, this, and I, and I, I don't know. That's that's just kind of what hits, and I think that's what made it hit a lot for me as like a teenager growing up. Where I'm just like, man, sometimes I feel like I just I can't. Nothing I do is, is going to be right, so I feel just guilty. Right, and it really um, makes uh, you wonder too, like if if he had, a lot a lot of times with artists, you you think, well, what if he would have lived, blah blah blah. But really, with Kurt, this album is so very good and so kind of different from the first one and the and the second one you kind of wonder what what could a fourth one have been like what if he does get all that stuff under control or or doesn't but he does manage to write something about it when he does it. you know what i mean like how great could it have been i i i when he paints such a crazy picture right here for us all multiple yeah. pictures and i i don't 
I don't know what word to describe albums like this with. I like like an emotional Valhalla. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there's there's a lot, and I just think it kind of ebbs and flows as the album goes as well. It don't. It don't. It's not happy. It don't ever. <laughs> it don't ever flow to happy though. <laughs> no, 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 it just wiggles back and forth between. There's like, melancholy. Like, like, guilt and sadness. How, how do yeah. I? How do I say melancholy this? guilt sadness? Melancholy guilt like, sadness. This guilt, is, guilt. like melancholy guilt sadness. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like I don't know a, a name. Anger. To just, <laughs> I don't know a name to describe albums like this. Like. An emotional wreck of an album. Yeah, yeah, like absolutely. this, like Joy Division's closer, maybe like 808s and Heartbreak. Like, yeah. th- like these. Th- th- this is like a collection, a genre of album where an artist has taken so much emotional damage. The only way they can really um, interpret it is through making uh, an album of it. An abyss of turmoil. Yeah. Exactly. Also, um, this album's a 10 out of 10. <laughs> 10 out of 10 from him. What you got? I'll give it probably a 9. It's close. I think I think it just hits the right cylinders. I'll give it a 9. Yeah. A that nine. feels right. Yeah. It's really good. So, uh, what have y'all what have y'all been listening to? I have been Oh. Um, I listened to uh some Kendrick Lamar, specifically All of Damn. Uh quite good Dan's yeah. really good yeah well, <laughs> I, I did have a question with Dan specifically do you prefer the uh original track list or do you prefer the like whatever the special edition was the reverse reverse track list um I I think it works slightly better reversed See, no, but, like, I, I'm on the exact same page as you where I, I almost feel like it, it works a little bit better there's 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 some specific points that I I think are extremely good specifically XXX and Duckworth oh d- yes exactly but there are also some songs on here that I don't really like because there's some some songs on here that are some of Kendrick's best which is saying a lot oh, absolutely dude yes but uh, I love I think triple X is probably my favorite Kendrick song <sighs> The one with you two? Yeah, the one with you two. Dude. Dude. The middle section where he just goes all out. Oh my it's, god. It's so good. But uh, specifically stuff like there are some songs like Love that are just kind of like. It's a little re- repetitive and I don't know how far it goes. Uh, it goes maybe. You know, yeah, I, I agree. And, and, and like I don't really feel like on some of it Kendrick's voice doesn't really work. Specifically Love. <laughs> but um I, I do I do really like it. Like stuff like DNA and XXX and Duckworth. Dude, it, again it's it's some S tier songs, but it's I think the album overall is like A tier, if that makes sense. Hey, uh, I don't think it's as good as uh I don't think it's cheap have. I I, li- I, I know I, that's been like a common refrain, but I do think it's true. What what well, well I I listened to like half of T um, I, f- I kind of feel like I should... I feel like T-Pab is an album that should only be listened to in full. Yeah. And I can't really listen to it any other way. Again, listen to a lot of Good Kid, Mad City. Um, Good Kid, Mad City has some bangers on it. Specifically, the three-song run of Mad City, Swimming Pools, Sing About Me, I'm Dying of Thirst. Just... Is... Just incredible. <laughs> I've, I've always... Uh... 
been a fan of whatever the song is where the uh, backseat freestyle it's so ridiculous and over the top i know <laughs> i know genius told me that it was it was supposed to be like he was like hanging out as a teenager rapping in a car with his friends and i always love that vibe from it yeah um i listened to one song off of section 80 as well um rigor mortis i think that was the big hit <laughs> yeah i believe so uh but yeah no uh, some some really good stuff. I listened to a lot of System of Down's self-titled album. Um, the one with Sugar. It is my second favorite System of a Down album, and one of my favorite metal albums of all time. Um, Spiders is probably my favorite System of a Down song. Sweet Lord. <laughs> Just a lot, a lot of it, um, is a lot of it is a little too much, specifically. Um, I actually thought in, um, War... Uh, when he says we will fight the heathens, I thought he was ta- I thought he was saying we look like the heathens. Oh, that does change. I, I, I kind of like my line better. <laughs> I feel that there there will occasionally be lines that I come up with in my head that I think are way better. Why? I think we look we look like heathens makes we, for a greater visual than we'll fight the heathens. You know what I mean? I, I, I just feel like not because it's kind not not only is it kind of less generic but also feels a lot more angry yeah specifically because war is talking about what it's talking about mm-hmm. which is why which I'm is the like, Armenian what, genocide yeah okay <laughs> uh, system of a down are actually the only way I learned about the Armenian genocide yeah that's so crazy I can't believe it they've done like so much work in terms of like bringing uh yeah I, I think showing a spotlight on that. and I think just saying we look like the heathens it's a lot harder because you buried the fact that you nearly killed our race and we're trying to bring it up mm-hmm. we, we look like the heathens bringing it I, I don't know we we will fight the heathens it doesn't really do that much for me <laughs> uh, but um other than that not a lot listen to Mad Villainy um, classic oh the new Tyler Creator song I like it quite a bit again it's uh, it's like old Tyler but like without the weird hangups I have about old Tyler, <laughs> <laughs> without the dumb sh- shock stuff. Yes, my it's like gosh. like Eminem, but without the <laughs> kidding. No, yeah, it just it just gets hard. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's like the high points of Cherry Bomb. Yes, yes. What about you, KP? What did you listen to? What did you listen to? What did I listen to? Uh, yes, I listened to I listened to Igor again. I still think that album's like ten out of ten. Uh, I listened to. Spotify recommended me this, like, 1974 Japanese EP, Benzaiten. It's really good. It's kind of crazy. Spotify will occasionally just throw me a curveball like that where I'm just like, this rules. Right. Right. It's just got, like, real classic, uh, classic Japanese music tinges all over it. It's, it's so, so pleasant to listen to. Uh, I also listened to the new King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard album, Hmm. Butterfly 3000. Is it an album? It is, and at this point, I, I feel like that meme where it's like, friendship ended with Frank Ocean. Uh, my new best friend is King Gizzard, who puts out music regularly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, that they being, do too, boy. That being said, I am not thrilled by this album. <laughs> I, think, I think there are some high spots, uh, specifically with Shanghai. Uh, the first couple of songs, are, I think, are really good, but I think as it goes on, it's just a little too the same over all of it. 
can, can I just say this after yes. what you just mentioned? Absolutely. I think I fully accepted that I don't know if Kendrick or Frank are gonna drop. Ever again, it's going to be one of those things where. Like I think I I have more faith in Frank because that's just how Frank Ocean works, but Kendrick. Okay, listen. (laughs) After the Elden Ring trailer that we just got, I have full faith in all of these things being released. (laughs) (laughs) After I waited two years for a trailer for a video game, I I will wait as long as as needed. For an album. Also, Kanye announced that he was going to be dropping something. I do not believe it. I'm not going to believe it until okay, it is yeah, front of my face. That one I don't believe. Nor do I believe it's going to be good. <laughs> but yeah. Well, um, well, there, there was like some weird stuff. Like he was going back to where to Hawaii, where he made dark fantasy, and, and just so many people were trying to get information that they shouldn't know, and it's just like I hate celebrity. I hate. The cult of personality around Kanye. <laughs> he makes he made really 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 good music, and then I don't know. Yeah. Anyways, uh, you, you listened to Butterfly Three Thousand, right? Mm-hmm. What do you think of it? I liked it the first time around. I, I haven't gotten into it. Um, I don't think I've listened to the whole thing all the way through. I've listened to the first little bit probably three times in the rest of it so it's really good to me because I don't think I got to where you again I don't think any of it's I don't bad. think I got to where you faded on it yeah it, it just kind of keeps going and I'm like this is a, a little I mean I'm not like the world's biggest pop fan and I'm about to talk about that um because someone released a single that I'm just unbelievably mid on mm-hmm. uh oh no yeah that was the last thing I had to talk about uh, uh. so Lord released a single Solar Power oh I think it's really boring Yes, it is. It is very much a song. It is probably my least favorite Lord song. Just by a large margin. Uh, I, I know that artists change over time. It's been four years since her last album came out. I did not expect her to come out with another like kind of sad, melancholy album. That that's not my issue with it. Is that it's it's not sad. It's just that there's nothing there. Woof. That it it. it the, the lyrics, there's nothing to them. It, it literally just is, like, single-layer solar power. She called herself a prettier Jesus. That line kind of rules, but... <laughs> <laughs> I was about to say, man. <laughs> that, that line kind of rules. Um, but I just feel like there's a lot of it that's just almost un, unlord-like. Where yeah, it's, no. it's, it's It's just, like, being happy in the sun. And I'm like, I'm glad that she is. I'm glad that she's got, like, her whole booty out on the album cover, I guess. It's very strange, but the, the music is, is really bland. It's it's, it's just... that we were talk- Teresa and I were talking about this in some form. I can't remember what, what it was we were specifically talking about, but it was like... I, I think we were just talking about emotion. And it's one thing if Are I hate Jepson? it. It's one thing <laughs> if I hate it. It's one thing if I love it. But if, but just, if I'm indifferent to it, you really missed the boat. Because yeah. that that tells me you didn't try. Yeah. If, if you if you went out there and you did everything you could, and it sucks, but you went out of your bubble and you shot for gold and whatever, I appreciate that way more than I do if I put it on and I'm like, I don't remember what that was. Yes, my God. I think the the worst thing that a piece of media can be is boring. Right. And if something's terrible, but I can, like, sink my teeth into it and, like, think about why it's terrible, I think it, that's great. You know how it happens a lot nowadays? 
with streaming TV like it is, you'll stream multiple movies in a weekend. Right? Oh yeah. If you're not if it's raining or something, and <coughs> if somebody asks you about a movie and you don't remember if you saw it but you did, can you? Be, I mean, think about it. You you literally spend an hour and a half watching something you don't remember it. Dude, you don't How remember bad anything? is that art? Yes. I am going to say my most unpopular opinion. Okay. I do not like Wolf of Wall Street. Bold. I haven't seen it, so I don't have. I died. Died. It's not. It's not even that. Like it, it's not even bad or anything. It's just like it, just I get. I get boring. that it's a satire, but it it was really long, and and I, like I I, I get like I, I'm probably going to watch it in like a couple of years and get it. It's it's one of those movies where I'm like, man, maybe I am just too young to get this. <laughs> like, like I, I just kind of accepted, man, maybe that's just me. And, and I talked to uh, Lit Nick about it, mm-hmm. um, and I, and I was like, I, I just, I don't care that it's a satire. I just, it was kind of boring. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that that's just kind of how I feel about. Like, I, I don't think I was ever. I don't think Lord was ever going to come out with something that I was just like crazy about. I like her older stuff. Um, I'm just not a huge pop fan, so I, I don't think I was ever going to be like huge on it. But wow, I did not expect it to be this Boring. textureless. Right. It sounds Dude, like a, a Billie Eilish has been doing the same stuff, man. Really? Oh yeah, she's oh, just man. been she, she ever she dyed her hair blonde. You know, she's been accused of queer baiting. You know. Uh, okay. <laughs> that, that was a joke. I, I, I that was I a joke. We're not getting into this conversation. <laughs> I, <laughs> I was kidding. That was a joke. <laughs> but, um, no, I just, I don't know. It was just weird. I, I, but, uh, yeah, she, her music is not that good anymore. It's just, like, acoustic stuff, and it's like, huh. She was, I think textureless is, is the, the right word for it. Someone said it sounds like a, a women's razor commercial song. Yeah, she's young enough, which, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Which which, which is kind of what killed me about yeah. which Dude, is kind of, straight up the rest of the album might be great. Right. Who knows? Which is kind of this what might have just been a bland song. Which is kind of what kills me because to me, Billie Eilish's appeal is that she's like a Lana Del Rey with texture. Like, because <laughs> I don't like Lana Del Rey, but I, like, I don't know. I, I don't like when music sounds like ASMR. Like I feel. <laughs> I don't like the whisper singing. I'm sorry. No, that's totally I don't good. like it's try it's like oh we're trying to make your brain tingly. It's like I don't <laughs> like to me ASMR has always been a joke. Like I I can't not I cannot take ASMR seriously. One of my favorite videos is ASMR your uncle said something offensive at the dinner dinner table. I love those joke ASMR <laughs> videos. I actually do enjoy ASMR uh, occasionally. Um, but yeah, the joke ASMR videos are so funny. And Lana Del Rey does kind of, I absolutely believe that, like, yeah. Maybe that's the reason why I don't like her, her stuff. I don't like the aesthetic she puts forth either. No. Uh, I don't know. Um, I, I think that's it. Is that it? KP. Or were you doing oh. I'm sorry. What did I listen to? You completely <laughs> forgot. Um. <laughs> we went on a little thing We went on a tangent about ASMR. I, I stumbled around since before last night. I listened to Ray's playlist from last week. I listened to some D'Angelo, some uh, Freddie King, a little uh, Kiss put out a soundboard record that I listened to the other day. And it's like, it's really weird because it, it is the soundboard recording. So the crowd, you can't really hear that well. And with Kiss, you know, there's a lot of call and response and sometimes you don't 
get the reason. It's, it's kind of strange. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. I would listen to, uh, but last night, you know, the music comes out on Thursday night. So my drive home, it was like, uh, you had the Idols put out Sodium. You had Raphael Sadiq put out My Path. You had, uh, which was really, both those were really good. And then you had, uh, I listened to the new Her record, actually most of my drive home last night, because you can't really be flipping around a whole lot, so eventually you got to settle on an album, rather than try to keep going back to the singles that got released. Absolutely. And I made it pretty much all the way home listening to that, which was cool. I like music that you can just kind of drift to, and I can do that with that a little bit. But uh, this morning I found Tommy Morello, the catastrophist, catastrophist. Tommy Morello? Tommy Morello, the Catastrophist's EP, Tom, with the bloody mean, beat roots. Tom, Tim, Tim Morello, Tim Morello, Tom, Tom, and it was, dude, it was. Tim, Tim. I kind of wish I would have found that last night. I enjoyed riding home to her, but this was pretty good. Tim Morello in an the the alternate universe where Rage Against the Machine were Republican. Yes. Did I say Tim Morello in there? No. You said, I I thought, said when you said joke. Tom Morello, I thought you were you talking said, about the Rage Against the Machine guitarist. It is. You said, well, you, you called him Tommy Morello, which is unique. Nobody calls him Tommy? Uh, no, I, I'm not sure. I don't, I mean, listen, I'm not in many circles where we talk about Tom Morello, and maybe that's a problem in the way that I structure my life, but no, I don't think I've heard people call him Tommy before. No. Nobody calls him Tommy? Maybe they called him Tommy. This podcast. Yeah, very small sample size of, like, you, you guys. You guys he, are the only people I've if ever If he doesn't to. like being called Tommy Morello... He'll tell you. He'll tell I'm you. I'm fairly sure that... We, we, Zach, do, Taylor, do, do we, Zach Taylor Roca calls him that. If he doesn't like it. <laughs> this podcast has been <laughs> off the rails yeah. since... Is that a wrap? Uh, Yes, yeah. that is. I think it's time yes. that we wrap this up. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, to oh, I got a new, and I got a new Prince album for Father's Day. Yes, sir. That was dope. Yeah, love that. And and live from the clubs. We need the clubs, bro. We don't have enough songs today about going to the clubs. Well, actually, you go back 10 years, every single song is about the clubs. That's where we need to wait. wait Quarantine. Wait. Nobody's been in a club in a year. <laughs> hey, you're right, actually. Hey, wait <laughs> Let's wait. And then we get back in the club. <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I think it's time that we wrap this up because um, this, this podcast I got a Prince album last week from Revolver Records, be... 12th Avenue. 12th Avenue? Yeah. Yeah, Man. yeah. Check yes. out the Gin Project. D. G-I-N-N-N. Wait, I put too many N's. The, let's start over. The, G-I-N-N, project.com. Thank you. Thank you. Ray, how we get rid of this? Um, uh, for uh, Green Day, Jared. Oh, for... KP! And for me. Um, trust me, I'll give Wolf of Wall Street another chance, Ray. Um, bye. This has been a Go Home Eat production, copyright 2021. Go home.